Curious about the latest in the world of freight and how it impacts you and your business? Dive into our exclusive release of the U.S. Bank Freight Payment Index. Gain deep insights from the billions of transactions they handle each quarter. Visit usbank.com forward slash freight hyphen index to explore the release and sign up for quarterly updates. For a dynamic take on this information and to learn what's happening now in the business world, stay in the loop by subscribing to Supply Chain Now on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges, and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, Greg, wherever you are. Scott Luton and Greg White with you here on Supply Chain Now. Welcome to our live stream. Greg, I, I kind of got those out of order today, didn't I? Try it again. Try it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How about that? There you go. <laughs> right. That uh, always reminds me of the Truman Show when you do that. I love that. <laughs> it's kind of, well, it, you know what? It's kind of representative. It's been a busy start to a busy week, hasn't it? Yeah. And what an odd week. But in some ways, great. First of all, God, I know you celebrated this on LinkedIn. I did not mm. get to, but I'm so excited. The Coco Golf won the U.S. Open. Man, she was this close at Wimbledon, and I was just like, it's her time. I was a little concerned because she was going up against a big Russian, and I thought maybe she would get overpowered, but definitely did not. And by the way, that was a classic shot. Yes. That, ended on and if you haven't seen it uh go google go get eyes on it at some point because that was just an awesome shot great tournament she is a force to be reckoned with she's a dynamo years old unbelievable unbelievable legendary well yeah. from one tennis pro to another because greg white's also a tennis champion but switching gears because today greg more on sports at 11 today greg we're talking about two of our favorite topics beyond new legends in sports. We're talking about entrepreneurs and Final Mile. Yeah. So we're going to be joined by a business leader from an award-winning organization that's certainly on the move. And amongst other things, Greg, we're going to be talking about how a mix of independent contractors and couriers is powerfully enabling flawless fulfillment and customer-centric delivery. And hey, say that three times fast. Right. Hey, we can continue to tennis theme because member one, Jim Courier, right? Jim Courier, a champion back from the uh, 80s and Look 90s. Dude, man, digging that out of the archive. <laughs> but Greg, great conversation teed up here today, right? Yeah, unquestionably. I love this. Look, and if you saw my recent post on LinkedIn, you only have one job as a retailer, as any kind of supplier or a, a direct-to-consumer brand, and that is deliver. That's right. So you make all these promises and you have all these hopes and dreams established in your sales and your marketing process but the final mile is where it's proven so you've got to have every aspect of getting that product pleasingly into your customers hands 
That's right. Right. They have to be happy, right? Not just get a delivery, but they have to be happy about it. Absolutely right. And while creating all of that, while creating opportunities for couriers across the country. So folks want to hear from you as well. We're going to welcome our guests in just a second. We want to hear from all of you. I see Maria Seaham is back from Delaware. Great to see you, Alan. You name it. I want to hear from you throughout the hour. So with no further ado, I want to welcome in our featured guest here today, Sean Kelly, Principal Product Manager with Dispatch. Hey, hey. Sean, how you doing? Doing really well. How are you? Doing wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, you're, you're in beautiful Denver, which we established in the green room and hopefully enjoying your uh, journeys this week so far, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. The weather's starting to change, but it's still, still nice out. But it's cooler there than it is here. But you know what? So Greg and Sean, do y'all know what day it is today? It is National Video Game Day. So Greg, as you know, and Sean, as you know now, my son Ben, he's ready to throw a parade. Huge video game fan. Fortnite, anything with Spider-Man and Mario, Super Mario or Luigi, both of them, some of his faves. As y'all know, video games have been around, guess, uh, believe it or not, since the 1950s. Some of the earliest were virtual tic-tac-toe. That sounds like a lot of fun. And something called Space War. Then came Pong and Atari. And then, of course, the Nintendo Entertainment System changed everything in the mid-80s. So, we'll forget arcade games. Yeah, that's, that's right, Greg. Remember those days? I do. I went through lots and lots of quarters. $5, Sean and Greg, at the local mall arcade. You feel like a king or queen, you know? So, my question for you and all the other folks out there, Mask Greg too. What has been maybe as a kid, maybe as an adult, what's one of your favorite all-time video games, Sean? Well, for me, I think it's probably Guitar Hero. I love okay. that. When that game came out, oh. I just playing guitar with my friends in high school. Was never as good at real guitar as a Guitar Hero, but that game was a blast. It was. Now, which do you remember any songs in particular that you slayed on Guitar Hero? Well, uh, I really preferred like Beatles rock band when that came out like we kind of got to that point but I mean I don't remember all the exact songs on Radio Guitar Hero but I remember it got really hard and had to use like the very bottom green button too but yeah that was an absolute blast all right so to all of Sean's friends and family if we can get any shots of him playing Guitar Hero and just oh, ripping gosh. the guitar please share okay Greg oh. what about you Greg well first of all that is a great draw Guitar Hero that is fantastic and Sean it is sort of like uh, putt putt golf for golfers. You know, if you're a if you're a real golfer, <laughs> totally. you're terrible at putt putt golf. <laughs> Likewise, if you're a real guitar player, I mean, a really good guitar player, they really struggle to play guitar. So the better you are at air guitar, okay, the better you are at guitar hero. But I'm going to, with an ar- arcade game, one that I still have in my basement, Galaga. I got that for my wife for Christmas one year, and. She actually said when she came down with tears in her eyes, let's better than any jewelry. <laughs> oh, I love it, Greg. I love that. I love that story too. So Vicky, if you're listening somewhere, I love that. Okay. Well, Sean and Greg, we've got lots. Uh, let's see. Brandon, State of Decay 2. Sorry, not sorry, he says. Mario Kart. Lindsay says oh, yeah, Mario boy. Kart all the way. Jose, Mortal Kombat. Amanda says, I'm not really into video games, but I used to play old school Nintendo with my brother all night long on Christmas Eve. And Jose, Galaga is the best. All right, good stuff there. All right, so we'll we'll save the parades and everything else for National Video Game uh, Day later. I want to get into, we got a lot of good stuff to get into with you today, Sean. Really, we've enjoyed our conversations with Dispatch. Of course, we had your colleague Alex with us 
uh, a few weeks ago. But today, as we get started here, Greg and Sean, I want to do some more level setting. We can't get enough context in these challenging times we live in. So I want to start, Sean, with this question. Why does the final mile delivery space need to be improved and perhaps even more standardized? Yeah, thank you for that question. So I think the most important thing is to think about all the different stakeholders that operate within this environment, whether it's the shipper, the driver, the courier, the person receiving the information, and even like the technology platforms that people interact with. And so standardization really allows things to operate more efficiently, to have everyone seeing the same information and to have a you know, transparency into what's expected from all parties. Mm. And so when we can do that, it'll lead to things like increased efficiencies, cost savings, increased customer satisfaction. But you know, standardization is really about just transparency and everyone um, operating under the same expectations. Mm. So what a great starting point, Greg, because with transparency, man, that just builds trust. And with trust, you can move mountains. But your thoughts, Greg, on what where Sean started there? Well, it built, uh, you know, the standardization also leads to reliability. And that's, as we kind of opened with, that's so critical. But, you know, that transparency is something we all seek. We don't have to, we don't have to speculate on this like you do with some, sometimes with B2B supply chain concepts. Everyone experiences this. Every time you've ordered from anyone, one of the most important things to know is one, do they have it? And two, what you will get here. Hmm. So being able to understand that up front and then throughout the process, if it's a long process, is really critical. I wish we'd yeah. had way back when I was ordering stuff with box top from Perio's boxes. How long that model airplane gets there? Oh, that just took me back, Greg. I'm with you. Sean, you were about to add a comment there. Yeah, I think it, I think it's just really about like those expectations. Like we have those as consumers, but even like B2B deliveries, B2B final mile deliveries. If you could track your food coming to you, if you could track like the box you got, like um, online somewhere, you should have a track like the resources you need to get a job done as well. And so I think just having like the end-to-end visibility and just information is going to help like a business be able to execute on like their customers' needs more too. As long as like, as long as information is there and shared, mm. things can operate more effectively. Yes. So we're not in the so we're that we're in the know, and we can make decisions, and timely decisions, and better decisions. Uh, to your point, do business better. I want to switch gears here. So, we're, of course, we're going to talk about the dispatch platform uh, in a few minutes, and it sure sounds. Um, by the way, it sure seems, Sean, you and your dispatch friends really enjoy working together. I, we've really noticed the culture, and it just attracts people to you. It seems, but I want to talk in particular about the drivers, right? This week, of course, which we're going to touch on later, we're celebrating drivers that they, they keep the world truly not just in our country, ever around the world, they keep us all moving forward. So Sean, you've got your finger on the pulse. So tell us in general, from your perspective, what's important to drivers and couriers right now? Yes, I think that what's important to drivers, you know, there's a lot of things that are the same. Some are different depending on a full-time driver, part-time driver, if they are doing this as their business or if they have multiple drivers, but some things are all pretty much shared and they want to maximize their time and they want to maximize their assets they're utilizing to pick things up and deliver them. So as you, you know, as an operator, as a driver, you want to be driving and you want to be making sure that when you're spending your time driving, that you're doing it as efficiently as possible. And that if you are going to dedicate six hours to driving, you want to have six hours of orders to fulfill. 
But in some way, just like making money and using your time wisely. And I talk to our drivers all the time and they just want to know, is there going to be enough demand for me today? Is it going to be in the right area for me today? And how can they maximize their time working and driving so they can also maximize their time not working or have time to enjoy themselves? So that work-life balance is important to them. Safety is important to them. And if we think about right now, like at a broader scale, it's a tough time to be a driver right now. Insurance is up, gas is up, rates are kind of down, like in the broader trucking market. So again, being able to make sure that you're maximizing your time and your asset as efficiently as possible are the things that I hear every day talking to our drivers. Sean, what a great list. Greg, we're, out of all of the list of things that are important to drivers that Sean shared there, what sticks out to you? Well, I mean, there are a lot that get expressed, right? Every, every driver wants to be treated with respect which I can tell you can be a challenge at times. Every driver, you know, wants to have work-life balance, but the truth is they do this for economic benefit. And I think the thing that maximizes their economic benefit helps them feel respected, helps them appreciate that work-life balance. And as Sean said, it helps them believe that their time is being respected by being routed and managed wisely, right? Mm. To me, you can feel a lot more respected when your economic needs are met. And I mean, let's face it, it is their job and it is probably their livelihood in a lot mm-hmm. of cases. So I think that's one of the things that really has to stand out. And it's also one of the most difficult to accomplish because, you know, as we talked about, those routes could be anywhere, they could be everywhere, or they could be really, really organized and efficient for them as well. So I, I like this. I like the spirit. I still go back to this. I like the spirit of the way you guys approach this stuff, Sean, of, you know, thinking about what makes this a beneficial relationship for everybody involved. Mm. Totally. Yeah. Well, that's a, oh, good, good. Yeah. Go, no, Sean, please. I'll just say like for us, especially dispatch, like we're a very people first organization of so our core values and drivers are a key person in that equation. Right. So you have to respect the drivers and like to your point, Make sure that if they're going to come to your platform, they're going to get filled up and they're going to get busy, paid fairly, paid quickly. And those are just things that are, everyone shares those, those wants as a driver. Mm. Sean, well said, uh, you and Greg both. And you mentioned safety. Greg, as you, for years now, we've been talking about driver safety, mm. finding places to pull over and rest that's well lit, that's secure. I mean, these things are just, they're in the blind spot for so many consumers. So, Sean, I really liked your holistic approach to clearly, the voice of the driver, which again, y'all are really treated as a North Star, which is important. Well, um, I think when you're talking about last mile, you're talking about a whole different breadth of security, right? Mm. I mean, because it could be you're in the last mile. You could be on dirt roads one minute, right? And unimproved roads another minute and paved roads another minute in good areas in bad areas in industrial areas in in residential areas in high traffic areas. Mm. Um, all of which can create risk for these drivers. So um, understanding that and managing to that is critical. You know, ages ago, um, to eliminate risk, one company made only right turns. And right, and I mean that. I think that there are simple things you can do, but the world, especially for Final Mile, is so much more complex now. Excellent point, Greg. In context, again, the world can't get enough context these days in global supply chain for sure, Sean. And Greg, so let's do this. I want to, as we continue to 
represent and amplify the voice of the driver, so to speak. So when it comes to picking a load board or a platform, Sean, what are drivers looking for there? Yeah, so I, I think that when it comes to like, you know, a load board, a marketplace, a gig app, whatever it is that someone's going to go to to find work, that they're going there to find work that's relevant to them, that is going to meet their needs, right? And there's different marketplaces or load boards or apps to use from final mile or over the road. You know, there's the traditional load boards where you kind of post the load and call and negotiate for the rate and then do a lot of things kind of off-platform. But I think that what's important to them is it's easy to use technology, that it's the right type of freight or delivery profile for them based on you know, where they are, the timeframes, the type of vehicle that they use, whether they have a cargo van or a box truck or even mm-hmm. just like their own personal car. Mm-hmm. It's going to need to fit their needs. And people want to get paid fairly and quickly and that if they go to a place to get work, that there's actually work for them there to take. So I think that just understanding what it is you're looking for. And then when you go to these platforms, like, do they meet your needs to be able to keep you busy and kind of get those driver expectations we talked about? Are you going to come there and make money? Or are you going to come to maybe an empty marketplace with like ghost orders or something, you know? Right. Casper orders. Well, so Greg, I'll get your comments here. But one of the things I heard uh, Sean speak to there is the load board of the platform has got to be really effective at the matchmaking that goes on. But your thoughts, Greg? Yeah, well, you know, I may or may not have invested in a few supply chain tech companies over the years. And whenever you have a marketplace solution, that's what I would call it. Whenever you have a marketplace solution like this, it's incredibly critical and very difficult to maintain that balance of enough, right? Enough drivers to bring the shippers and enough shippers to bring the drivers. And, you know, you have to get to kind of a critical mass relatively quickly or your entire future as a marketplace is at risk. So if you can maintain that balance early, early on, obviously you can get to the kind of volume and capacity that Sean and his team has. But I I mean, I don't want to understate how hard that is to do. And Mm. it takes a very, very conscious effort to maintain that balance in the early years. But once you get to that level, it's incredibly powerful Mm. for both parties, right? Well said. And Sean, I'm going to give you the last word and I'm going to bring in some folks from the audience before we move on. Any, any final, uh, when, as we talk about the voice of the drivers and you really laid a lot of stuff out there, Sean, any final word you want to add? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, especially like in this week or this time is to, you know, realize that these are people running a business. They have the same needs that you would when you want to be safe, you want to be paid fairly, you want to maximize your time and you want to be able to operate in an environment to where the services that you have to offer are being utilized in a way that's going to make sense for you. Yeah. Well said. So before we move on, we're about to dive into more about dispatch and some of the cool things you're up to. Memory, Greg, memory is stuck in traffic from conference and she wants our help to keep her from losing it. So <laughs> I love that memory. Hope it's funny time. that we're talking about final mile, isn't it, memory? Um, <laughs> It is. I hope we're not on the monitor in her right. car, just over the radio. Do we even call it a radio? We'll audio call it. only. There you go. Memory. Seaham says, I shadowed a dispatch for a day as a student in Charleston. And wow, is that high tempo and the drivers are funny. Hey, we appreciate good senses of humor for sure. And hey, PB, Peter Bolay all night and all day. Great to have you back. Hope this finds you well. We know that you continue to do big things across global supply chain. All right. So Greg and Sean. 
Sean, really enjoy. We don't have enough shows. The industry doesn't have enough conversations focused on drivers of all sorts in a holistic manner, even though they form the core of supply chain. It's so interesting. Let's talk about what dispatch does. So this is important context. So in a nutshell, what does your organization do? Right. So dispatch, we operate on-demand final mile delivery marketplace for the most part. So you have shippers who will post an order, and then we have a network of drivers and courier partners to fulfill those orders. We operate all over North America or all over the US in about 75 plus markets. And so it's really focused on that final mile B2B delivery for primarily B2B, so businesses to businesses, but also B2B to C environments. And so the way our platform operates is that orders come in to our network, right? Whether it's a car to a cargo van to a box truck, we would then find the best fit driver or courier for that order, offer it to them, they'll pick it up, they'll deliver it, and they'll get paid. And so historically, dispatch operated with just independent contractors, like one-to-one. So maybe I have a cargo van in Denver, right? I could come get on the platform. And if there's cargo van orders in Denver, I'd be able to leverage dispatch app, get all the details I need on that app from pickup, delivery, timeframes, all the information I need. They bring it to the destination, they drop it off, they take a photo of it, job's done. What we are doing now is that we are opening up the platform to have an independent contractor could then grow their business by hiring more drivers. And for example, we have our independent contractor network, then we have like our courier and carrier network. And so we've had drivers that work with us for years. And so now as a driver, let's say I'm in Denver, but I have drivers that are maybe in Phoenix that work for my company. I can now get them orders in Phoenix and be able to grow my business using Dispatch's platform, mm. but not having to physically actually be there. Mm. So yeah, so that's kind of what we do in a nutshell. I love, oh, Sean, I appreciate that. And Greg, I'm going to bring you in here. Man, if it works that easy, that's just too almost too good to be true. Greg, your comments there on, as Sean kind of walks us through how it works. Yeah, well, I'd love to open with a question. So to be clear, you not only put shippers and delivery companies or couriers together, right? Or I- even individuals, but also facilitate them to grow their staff either, what do I want to say, as employees or as contractors to help expand their own reach? Totally. Yeah. And wow. so, so you can come to dispatch you just a one, like you have a cargo van or you have a car, right? Maybe you're using another delivery <laughs> app to make like food deliveries. You just have a car. You can come to our platform and find work. If you have uh, a company with like three box trucks, two cargo vans and a pickup truck, you can also come to our platform. And so going from having one vehicle to having 10, right? It doesn't happen overnight. Right. But Dispatch is a platform that you can use to expand your own business, your own footprint, just by going from an IC to set one cargo van and then expanding from there. So we offer that up to our drivers. We want to empower our drivers to be able to work with Dispatch and then grow their company and hire other people to work for them. Greg, no joke. I did not know that I had one of those moments, Scott. Does anyone else know about this? That is such a genius tie-in. And I think what this really tells me is your focus is on, as you said, it's in the title of the show, right? (laughs) 
it, it really is more than just the technology to put these companies together. It is to allow them to expand their businesses, both the shippers and the carriers. And that facilitation, aside from just the load board marketplace, right? But that facilitation is really powerful. I yes. Think. Yeah. Unlike other platforms that could be like a load board or whatever, like our orders come to us and the shipper is placing their trust in us to get this fulfilled, right? So any, any order that comes into our platform, it's not like a bid on it thing. We offer the drivers transparent and fair pay for those orders that we have for them. And then we do our best to route and optimize them and maximize their time. Well, on, on the other side of that, like you're like an established courier company in a certain market, you can also come and work with us and take orders as well. And I talk to a bunch of couriers every day as we work on these products and they all tell them the same thing. It's like no one has 100% supply and demand. There's sometimes when these couriers have, you say, Sean, I have more orders than drivers today, or I'll have more drivers than orders. <clears throat> and right. so we're trying to create this mutually beneficial platform for them to where if you're a courier, you can come to us and get some of our demand and keep your drivers busy. Mm-hmm. If you have an order to fulfill for your customer, maybe, maybe <clears throat> it's in a network that you don't operate in or someone calls out sick, you could pass us orders and have them be fulfilled by our drivers. So I want to spike the football on two things here. You, 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 yeah. you, you've touched on a couple of things. I want to kind of back up and make sure we amplify these points because you were talking really one of the major themes here today has been how you and your team empower drivers. And as Greg pointed out, to grow and expand their footprint. Anything before we get into eliminate all the worrying that goes on in terms of making sure you get all the customers covered, no orders covered, anything else you want to touch on in terms of how you truly empower drivers to grow Mm -hmm. their business and grow a successful business. Anything else you want to add there, Sean? Yeah, I think we have like some case studies on this that we're sharing out as well. But like I said, like you can start with dispatch with just one vehicle, right? And as we start to provide you enough value to hire additional drivers, you can then leverage our app, right? I'm Sean, I'm a driver. I'm going to use a dispatch app to take orders and then I can also use Dispatch's platform to get orders for my other drivers and assign those to them. Real orders, so you, not ghost orders, right? Real, yeah, real, real orders, real demand that depending on the market and the type of vehicle that you have, we could keep these drivers busy and help them. There can't be two of you, right? If you're a cargo van driver and you only have one van, you can only do so much. <laughs> but then if you're able to hire more people, we can get you more income to help scale up your business. All right, Greg, we're signing up today. You ready to do? You ready? <laughs> Too bad. We, we just got rid of our van. Man. Do you have a route where I could leave Atlanta and stop several places on the way to Savannah or Hilton Head? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Sign? Right. There, we, we may. I would do I, it I, just for gas you, money. <laughs> yeah. We do operate in those markets. Yeah. Okay. Well, and wow, that's really, that's pretty cool because- Sean, you mentioned 75, 76 different markets. Do you get a chance to get out there and visit a lot of those? Is that part of what you do? Well, I definitely, I mean, before I started working dispatch, I downloaded the app and did some deliveries myself to kind of see what it was all about. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Yeah. So that, that was good. But, you know, over like the past like 10 years, I've definitely been inside of every kind of different delivery vehicle, whether it's like a full truckload driving around New York doing drop-offs or, you know, sitting in the back of a truck while it's getting unloaded. I haven't gone out as much outside of Denver, but I definitely keep a strong pulse on our drivers on different markets to make sure that 
what is they're doing is actually achievable. Yep. And that they're that the physical environment they're working in is more a safe one. So mm. I think it's super important like to get in the driver's shoes and actually do the job that they do as you're building technology for them. I would say, yeah, I think it's super important to, like, to become like the driver and to go do the work that they do because I build technology like for them and with them. Mm. But until you're actually doing their job, you can't fully appreciate all that goes into it. Greg, that, that what Sean just said over the last two minutes, especially the fact that he signed up and made deliveries you know, before his current role and how really putting, putting on the eyes and ears of the driver as you're building technology for drivers. That is, that's my favorite part of the interview thus far. But your thoughts, Greg, before we talk about some of the things. Yeah. So it's funny because we've talked to your colleagues before, Sean, right? And it's interesting kind of the focuses that that you all have, right? I mean, we talked about transparency and those sorts of things. But I think what's interesting about your take on this is the, you know, the real focus on the drivers. But when you put it all together, it's a really interesting concept. A comparison of the transparency, which enables the drivers to have a better experience, along with all these other things that you've mentioned. Hmm. And it's super powerful. I, I'm curious. I'm going to go off script here. Okay. Sean, cool. so prepare yeah. yourself. I'm good. Uh, I'm curious, like we're on script, <laughs> but have you seen biz? I, I, we predicted, lots of people have predicted more and more business moving to what I don't know what to call call it other than niche or smaller kind of last mile drivers. We predicted that would be the case. Are you seeing the market moving that direction just because of how much is getting delivered to homes these days? I mean, yeah, like there's, or there's trucking companies. Right? Yeah. There's trucking companies. Like we're not like, we're not like a traditional, like full truckload marketplace or anything like that. We're definitely like a bit smaller right. equal types. Like box trucks are the biggest that we go right now, but we have like, trucking companies who come to dispatch to sign up to start doing more of those intra-market deliveries. So yeah, to answer your question, like there is like a migration from like maybe over the road trucking, like long haul to more localized deliveries, just depending on what's makes sense for that driver or that company. Yep. Speaking of box trucks, Greg, I'll share this with you. Sean, I had shared this with you. I, I drove a box truck two weeks ago from Atlanta to Aiken, South Carolina, and it Taught me to appreciate a cruise control more than any lesson in my life. I went the cheap route, evidently, and did not have a cruise control. And I needed a bigger engine, but uh, <laughs> we'll save that story for another day. I want to talk, Sean, how does dispatch eliminate, there's a ton of worrying out there to make sure you've got what you need, you've got the drivers you need to cover not just one or two, but all of your customer orders. So, Sean, how does your platform ensure that worry is unfounded? Yeah, so this is like, you know, the the other side of the equation for us to where when we work with like courier trucking companies, we want to be a, a demand driver for them, right? But also to be a supply driver for them. So there's an example, there's a, a courier that's actually based in Denver who they had a ton of orders for their, their customer who has like a tire shop around town. And so they had five drivers, right? But they had like 20 to 30 different orders that day. So they'd cover some of them with their own assets. And then the ones they couldn't or they weren't like as efficient for them, they'll pass those to us and then we'll cover those with our drivers. We want to create like a closed loop to where if you need more demand, come to us. If you have like overflow shipments, pass them to us and we'll help you get them fulfilled. 
So we want to create that kind of like closed loop to where we're both a, a supply provider and a demand driver for, for our, our partners. Lock it. Demand, uh, dynamic demand enablement. Greg, comment on what you heard there and how we can eliminate all that worrying. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think we've, we've covered that pretty efficiently, haven't we? I mean, that and efficiency is the key, right? I mean, making it a viable business for these small couriers all the way to fully established courier companies, but also helping these shippers get their goods to where they need them to be. I just think there's so much, there's just so much opportunity now because especially in the times that we're having, and we're going to see a lot more people become entrepreneurs, right? Right. I mean, we hear about it every day. I just heard the truest, the third biggest bank in in the States is going to lay off a huge portion of their, Mm. those people are going to become entrepreneurs. So having tools like this, I wanted to say vehicles, you don't provide the actual vehicles, Sean, do you? Kidding. I know you don't. Or do you? <laughs> we don't have any, any assets anymore. We did. And not yet. They had their own cargo vans. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's important to have these kind of enablement platforms as entrepreneurs can start their businesses or evolve their businesses. And I think there's an aspect of this that is really, really powerful for entrepreneurs. I'm just saying, totally. Sean, if you guys wanted to connect people with available cargo vehicles, there yeah, you go. Like, I'm and sure like, you haven't thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like this, like, like our, what dispatch is trying to do is to really uh, create those efficiencies throughout the local deliveries, right? So we obviously want to fulfill our shippers' orders, right? But then we want to focus on like the quality of service to connect those to whether it's an independent contractor or a courier partner to make sure that we're getting the right orders to the right person at the right yeah. time so that the shipper is happy, their orders can be picked up and delivered on time. We can match the drivers with an efficient route to potentially bundle them orders and create a good use of their time so they can staple, get deliveries done, and get paid. But then we also want to tap into the courier network so that we can expand our footprint and also help them expand theirs. Everybody can win for sure. And Tomcat asked a great question because I, and I think I know the answer, but Sean, I'll let you answer because you're taking new drivers all the time, right, Sean? Yeah. I mean, you couldn't, you, there's two ways to sign up. If you are an independent contractor, we have a, a path that if you're like a courier company with two or more drivers, there's a path for that. So you just come in, tell us where you work, kind of vehicles you have. And we'll get you onto the platform and try to start driving some demand your way. Man, bada bada bing, bada bada boom. Is it, it I mean, done. it is just I mean, that it, easy. I it love is, it. right? Yeah. And you when you need to expand, there's a way to do that as well. I mean, if you want to expand outside markets or even within your markets, I'm sure, mm-hmm. right? Totally. All right. No wonder you are growing left and right. And I want to say, too, especially when. Because we're going, we're about to talk about the National Truck Driver Appreciation Week, which is this week. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But the culture that we've observed—I mean, it seems like y'all are really welcoming, easy to easy to work with, uh, inclusive. Want to want to protect and help these drivers grow their have good business that matches their operations and their footprint and grow that good business. So I love that. All right, before I switch gears, I've got a kindred spirit here. In the audience that feels my pain on my story. I'll, I'll yeah, I saw that. 
Peter says, hey, I know the feeling. Moved my buddy from Montreal to Halifax with a U-Haul rental truck, 13 hours straight. Easy to long haul drive. Yeah, pain in the leg without cruise control. Peter, man, I am with you. And I know that might be a, a first world complaint or, or problem, but man, my right leg was killing me uh, when I pulled up. Okay, so I want to, you know, listen to me complaining about a two and a half hour trip with little traffic and, and an easy, you know, an easy move. And that's part of the, you know, the blind spot is so many consumers, even practitioners have around what drivers fight through day in and day out, right? So I want to, before we get into making sure folks can connect with Sean and connect with these resources and stuff, answering Tom Cat's question a little bit more. I always think of Top Gun when I hear Tom Cat, that good old F-14. But National Truck Driver Appreciation Week 2023, in your view, Sean, and clearly you've got your finger on the pulse, you're, you're uh, very passionate about serving the driver community and helping them grow their business and, and be appreciated. And why, beyond all of that, why is it important that we set this week aside and, and recognize these folks that make global supply chains happen? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to appreciate them every day, kind of like Mother's Day. You don't really love her on Father's Day. But, but to, your, to your point, I think that in maybe in 2020, people finally start to appreciate like, during the pandemic that these are essential workers and that without them, we would have food, we would have electricity, anything that's actually moving from point A to point B. And I think it's important to appreciate maybe not even just the truck drivers, of course, truck drivers, but a cargo van driver, a car driver, anyone who's actually getting behind the wheel yeah. and making deliveries happen is important to appreciate. And even to, to your point, one of the most stressful things that I do in my life is drive. It's like I, whether you're trying to find parking or changing lanes. And so it's important to appreciate like when you're driving next to these trucks on the freeway or something, slow down, let them over. There's a person in there, right? So I think it's... It's important to appreciate them, not just this week, but always. And I do appreciate the theme this week, like miles of gratitude. It's important to appreciate people who are doing something that's going to help you live your life. And obviously people say it's the backbone of the economy and it's totally true. So just like, I think taking a moment, appreciating there's someone in that vehicle and whether you're getting something delivered to your door, like an extra thank you, if you're driving on the highway, slow down. Right. I think it's important. You can have definitely spent a lot of time, like even in the big 53 foot trucks, like driving along with them. It's intense. It's like, it's really, mm -hmm. really intense job. It's, again, it's important to me because I work with these people every day and I have like a really close relationship with a lot of them. So yeah, that's kind of my take on it. And yeah, thank you, Sean. I really appreciate that take and more folks need to hear that take and act on that take. Right. Uh, Greg, I'm going to get you to comment before we go any further. I'm going to start this week. I had, I do have a long highway drive between a couple places that I try not to do fairly frequently. Also try not to do when I'm hangry, <laughs> but I mean, it, it, you know, I get it. And I think I'm going to run your comment here on loop while I'm driving, uh, because it can be hard to do. And you have to recognize that they're out there in some way for you right? To deliver something that's going to you or somebody like you or whatever, right? There is a person at every step of every sale, delivery, shipment, totally. all of that. So I, I think you have to recognize that you, it's all about you, except <laughs> that to get it to you, it has to also be about them. Right? Yeah. I think the best way to show gratitude is by actually like doing something that's like gracious, you know, showing appreciation that is one thing, but like doing an act that contributes to that is another thing, you know? Yeah. 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 Well said. I think uh, they might settle 
in some cases, just for people not to yell at them through the car window while they're <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, honestly, um, a little nice goes a long way for sure. Yeah, it does. Well, You're right. And if you have kids in the car, they love. I <laughs> love it. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, so. I love it too. Beyond all of this, which I think is very important, I should add the intangibles of gratitude. What I believe is equally, if not more important, is what you were talking about earlier, Sean, which is you're focused and you're passionate about growing good business for all of these drivers. And that is, you know, that is such a, and it sounds like, and I'm at to sign up. I want to give it a try because it sounds like it's just as easy as it maybe should be and should have been for years. So let's do this. First off, Sean, I got a couple of things. Y'all got some resources we're going to share with folks in just a second. You've got something coming out this week which is we'll shed more details on, I'll call it the power of dispatch. But first off, Sean, how can folks connect with you? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn, Sean Kelly. I think there's about 10,000 of me out there, but uh, Sean Kelly dispatch, pretty common name, Sean Kelly. But uh, yeah, then I'm just uh, sean.kelly at dispatchit.com. Yeah, I'd love to connect with anyone about anything, anytime, especially we talked about today. Um <laughs> Well, you, clearly though, we're kind of kidding here, but you are very, I mean, you're from the green room pre-show as Greg, Greg and I picked up on our earlier calls last couple of weeks. This is something that is in your bones. You're passionate about serving this driver ecosystem. And I, I think that is, that is the uh, really good news uh, to me here today, because that ecosystem needs advocates like you that's looking out for them and not trying to take advantage of them which has been done time and time and time again. Okay, so we've got resources. We love resources. Uh, first off, yes, uh, you can connect with Sean there. You're one click away from connecting with at least one of the 10,000 Sean Kelly yeah. that Sean put out there. But you got this blog, let's see, four benefits of being a courier partner with Dispatch. I bet we covered at least three of them today. And yeah, right. Uh, let's see here. We've got a landing, what I'll call a resource landing page on becoming a courier today. And I bet that will go to Tom Katz's question, right? Where that's where you can get involved and, and basically join the family. Is that right, Sean? Yep, absolutely. And uh, yeah, there's and there's a lot of other resources on there too and like testimonials from some of our drivers who became couriers and couriers who have joined our network just to help with some extra demand, right? So it's like, there's, there's probably a place for you at dispatch depending yeah. on what you're looking for. Love that. And of course, there's no guarantees in life, right? There's no guarantees in life. So there probably is a place. There's probably, sure, <laughs> yeah, certainly lots of opportunity, undeniably. All right. And then Greg, we got the goods. And I checked mm -hmm. with Sean, double check with Sean that we're not going to get in trouble with letting the cat out of the bag. But there's a case study coming out this week with, that focuses, I think, Sean, on dispatches, good work and relationship and partnership with point to point logistics out of Houston. Is that right? Yeah, so one of, one of our drivers out there, we just did a case study with him. He, uh, he's been a dispatch driver since, uh, I think, like September of 2022. He also has a number of uh, drivers that he works with in Austin and Dallas. And yeah. so now there's a pretty much will be a case study articulating what we talked about today in these different use cases around stars driver, hire some more people, and you can start to take orders in places where you're not physically there. Okay. With your other Very cool. with your other drivers, yeah. They get that from you or do they I mean when that's available, 
How would you like? It should be available. How would you like to get holiday. that to me, Sean? Is mostly that's my. <laughs> I'll send it to you. <laughs> It'll be on our website. It's shared on LinkedIn. Um, we'll make sure it's it's available. Okay. Awesome. My hunch is that folks out there that are listening or watching this, if you connect with Sean, I bet Sean will be throwing out yeah. there in the LinkedIn channel, right? Sean, totally. there. Okay. Absolutely. Let me back up for a second. Though. Awesome. I'm refraining from doing the dad joke, the beat, beat, beat back up. I've, there's been opportunities for that a couple of times through the hour. But in the I, end, you didn't refrain. That's did right. You? I did. I guess I did. <laughs> uh, all right. But this, we've talked a lot about the benefits of becoming a courier partner with dispatch yeah. throughout the hour. But is there one, maybe, Sean, in that, that, that blog article, the four benefits of being a partner, is there one maybe we didn't play up enough that you think more folks should know about? Or, or I guess maybe why should folks check that article out, maybe? I mean, I think that the, the most important thing is that, like, we want to be both a provider of demand to career companies and also provider of supply to where, like I said earlier, it's hard to maintain 100% supply and demand every single day with your operation when you have multiple drivers, multiple vehicles. And so working with dispatch will help you to get that driver maybe a few more orders on their already existing route because we can match them with orders. Yep. And then if someone is potentially not available or you don't want to say no to your customer, that you can then utilize our network of drivers to get those fulfilled. So that's probably the most important takeaway here is that we just don't want you to come post your trucks on our load board. We want you to come to us to get actual orders and trust us to help you fulfill your <clears throat> overflow orders. Wonderful. Love that, Sean. Okay. So before we sign off here today, Greg, we've covered a lot of ground. Clearly, Greg has become a fan, Sean. You can see the, you can see the lights in his you eyes. You probably watch me clicking on some of this stuff. <laughs> leave it for reading later. So, Greg, totally. out of all that we covered, and we got resources out there, but of all that we've covered here with Sean, with dispatch, what is one of your favorite things that we talked about and Sean shared here today, Greg? I just love the spirit of entrepreneurial enablement, entrepreneur enablement, right? I mean, it, it's so core to what they do. It's that it's not that they built a technology, right? That we're not a hammer looking for a nail. Maybe in, initially they were a carrier, but this is obviously a company that's pivoted to non-asset and are enabling not just connections, but actual entrepreneurs and so that sort of north star of enabling these entrepreneurs to build their businesses and other entrepreneurs to fulfill their orders by taking that approach they're filling in those logical things that enable those people so they're creating a stickiness that is greater than the load board right mm -hmm. it is the that you can remain on the platform and it can help you grow not just by getting more loads, but expanding where you provide services, right? I bet there's going to be some element of that in this coming case study for point to point, right? Yeah, totally. um, so I'm really looking forward to reading that because I, I, I think that is a really very unique approach to tackling this business problem is tackle the highest level you problem you can and then fill in those services and capabilities and capacities that you have to meet that much, much higher goal rather than taking such a tactical approach as just finding places, finding orders, and then finding people to carry them. So 
Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, Sean, really appreciate your time here today. Appreciate, again, what y'all are doing at Dispatch. Congrats on all the growth and the, the accolades that comes, including what we talked on, we touched on a couple weeks ago with Alex. And that's being a really cool place, well-recognized by third parties, place mm-hmm. to work. We see that in the interactions. So congrats. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, well, appreciate your carving some time out, Sean, to speak with us here today. Absolutely. Thank you both. I really appreciate your time, too. All right. So, Greg, always a pleasure knocking this out with you. Of course, Greg, we've been talking with Sean Kelly, Principal Product Manager with Dispatch. Folks, connect with Sean. Check out those resources. Don't take our word for it. Check out the four benefits of being a courier partner with Dispatch and just how easy it is to become a courier today with the company. And stay tuned for that case study coming out. Thanks, all of y'all, for coming out in the comments, some of the questions we couldn't get to. Really appreciate that. Whatever you do, folks, hey, got to be like Sean Kelly, man. Be passionate about the folks making it happen, whether they're drivers, whether they're frontline workforce members, machine operators, you name it. That's what we need more of. So find something that Sean or Greg shared here today. Put it in action. Deeds not work. That's what it's all about. And on behalf of our entire team here, Scott Luton, challenging you, do good. Give forward and be the change that's needed. And we'll see you next time right back here at Supply Now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now. Supply Chain Now.